Hi, I'm Walford Kaufman, pastor of Southside Baptist Church in Gaffney, South Carolina. Just sharing in a little teaching time, we're going to be looking at Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 8. Romans 12, 1 through 8, and please go ahead and get your Bible and be reading, uh, be ready to read that in just a little bit. But let me share first a little, uh, a little saying that came from Tim Hansel in his book, When I Relax, I Feel Guilty. And it's kind of interesting. It said, I would like to buy $3 worth of God, please. Not enough to explode my soul or disturb my sleep, but just enough to equal a cup of warm milk or a snooze in the sunshine. I don't want enough of him to make me love a black man or pick beets with a migrant. I want ecstasy, not transformation. I want the warmth of the womb, not a new birth. I want a pound of the eternal in a paper sack. I would like to buy $3 worth of God, please. You know, as I look through that, there's some sickening things in that. Some things that ought to disgust us. But it also kind of makes us wake up. How many of us just want $3, $5, $10, but we don't want all of God and what He has for us? In the Scripture, we have, as Paul was sharing there to the church in Rome, uh, some interesting things that we need to be living out in this day, in this time. Look at your Bible. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Let's pray. Father, teach us from your word that we are the body of Christ as believers. And Lord, that we're one body, but we have many different functions. And let us all be using our gifts for your glory in this day and time. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we know one thing for this world that we live in. It is a consumer-driven society. Look what's going on. We go to the stores and the shelves are empty or very little selection Oh, we get so upset because we want it now. We want it, you know, just like it's always been. But, you know, that means we're also a very selfish society. We want it for us. We, look at the hoarding that's going on. Look at the, uh, all the people doing these things that for, for me, me, me. That's not what God's called us to do. He's called us to serve in a special way. See, society has it wrong. God wants us to be radical. That means being obedient, living out the Scripture. 
We're called right now to turn this world upside down because it is not in the right position right now. We're called to turn it in the way that honors God. And see, believers are supposed to do that. If you want to have an interesting scripture to look at, look at Acts 17 verse 6. Read that later on. In Acts 17 verse 6, the disciples, some of the followers of Jesus were brought in. And uh, this what was said about this. Those folks, these men who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Wouldn't it be great in, in Gaffney, Cherokee County, South Carolina, United States, wherever you may be in this world, that people can say because of your life, of your following the Word of God, that you've turned the world upside down. That would be one of the greatest compliments of all times. See, we need to be turning this world right side up for Jesus Christ. See, the Lord wants us to live outside of our comfort zone. See, I have been challenged about living outside of my comfort zone, doing these kind of devotional. For, for preachers to narrow down a sermon uh, from 30 minutes, a teaching time from 30 minutes, sometimes 45 minutes down to 15 minutes, and sometimes devotions just three minutes. But that's the time we live in. Get outside of our comfort zone. There's an old uh, American Indian tale that talks about the chief who got his young braves together and he was wanting to get a message across to them. And he shared these words to those young braves. There is a struggle within us, young men. It is like two dogs fighting inside of us. There is one good dog who wants to do the right and the other dog who wants to do the wrong. Sometimes the good dog seems stronger and is winning the fight, but sometimes the bad dog is stronger and winning the fight. And those young braves listening so carefully to that chief said, who is going to win in the end? And the chief answered, the one you feed. The one you feed. We are at a particular point in our history of, of our lives that we have been made to see we cannot feed that selfishness anymore. We cannot feed what we want. We are to feed what the Lord wants. We are to take of His Word. We're to be in more prayer. We're to be witnessing more than ever before. See, God does not want us to be wrapped up in this world. That's why that scripture, it, it, it says there, do not conform any longer. Do not conform any longer in the year 2020 to the pattern of this world. We've learned the pattern in this world is really crazy. It's really crazy. But don't, don't be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's what we're called to do now. But I want you to think, see, we've been lifting up uh, movie stars and basketball players and baseball players and entertainers and putting them up. But you know who some of the most important people are? Uh, let me share some things with you. Um, on the TV show, her name was Shirley Booth. I mean, oh, excuse me, I believe her name was Shirley Booth, but she played the part of Hazel. Remember that? You remember the smart mouth nanny in the house uh, that TV show, his name was Niles. And then the, the uh, gentleman uh, 
in the gentleman's gentleman, I think they called him, Butler on Family Affair. What's his name? Mr. French. That's right. And what about the fellow who cooked for the Cartwright family on Bonanza? Hop Singh. Oh, y'all getting this right. And then uh, for these older folks, you remember the Brady Bunch? There was a lady on there, her name was, that's right, Alice. And then on the Jeffersons, that lady that kept George straight, her name was Florence. And then you go way back, and I know this cartoon was a fake because it said by the year 2000, I believe we'd be flying around in our cars. But that old uh, cartoon, The Jetsons, what was her name? Rosie. Y'all remember what made all those folks so famous? They wore aprons. That's right. They wore aprons. And we laugh about that, but that's what set them apart. But I want to tell you, the greatest of all, the most important of all, the one that teaches us even today, wore an apron. His name was Jesus. His name was Jesus. He put on an apron and washed his disciples' feet. That'd be an interesting thing to do this Thursday of Holy Week. But it's really an interesting time, any time to do it, is put on an apron and to wash somebody else's feet. See, we need to be serving others. That's what Lord calls us to do. Not in TV shows, not in cartoons, but Jesus did it in real life. We're to do it in real life. We need to make sure to keep our mind, it's talking about the renewing of our mind, that we re renew our minds in the purposes and the methods and the priorities that Jesus set for us, the example He set for us. Dave Stone, a pastor, uh, shared these words, Everybody can do great things for God's glory. Now, did you hear what I just said? This guy said, Dave Stone, everybody... That's you, that's me. Everybody can do great things for God's glory because everybody can serve. I've read a different thing about prophesying and teaching and encouragement. I think that's good too. Uh, but what it says there, everybody can serve in their own particular way. We need to make sure. But Dave Stone also said this, service is the language of grace. Service is the language of grace. You've experienced the grace of God. Then you need to put on an apron and serve others. Let me share an example that I've read many years ago about folks that were living out this apron idea, this serving others. They prayed and they prayed and they finally uh, felt the Lord calling them to go visit their neighbors. But they just lived in a time and and place where you just didn't walk up and knock on doors that you wanted to do. They want to have something in their hand. So they they'd learn how to bake bread. And I understand some of y'all might be doing that during this same time. But they learn how to bake bread and they'd make loaves of bread and they would wrap them up and they would go and visit people in their neighborhood. Well, they went to an apartment complex and they prayed, Lord, guide us to the people you want us to visit today. And they went up to this door and they knocked on it and stepped back, had their loaf of bread. And this man came to the door and you could just tell by his look, he was very angry. 
And they wondered, Lord, is this where you want us to be? And the man said, what do you want? And they said, we're here to bring you a loaf of bread. And he said, a loaf of bread? Why do you want to give me a loaf of bread? We want to tell you that God loves you and we're, we love you. What did you say? What did you just say? And they, man, they, they started to run, you know. We're, how can they get out of there? We're here to just let you know God loves you and we love you. How in the world can you stand there and tell me that God loves me? We just buried our precious little child just a few days ago, and now you're here to tell me that God loves me and you love me? And they said, yes, we're here. And the man called his wife. There, come here. I want, you, I want you to hear this. These people brought us a loaf of bread, but they want to tell us that God loves us and they love us. The wife got there by the door. She couldn't believe it. Hers was more tears. The man was more angry. He was anger, uh, angry, the anger that was just building and building and building. Him. And they said, Sir, we hate that you lost your child, but can we have a prayer for you right now? And in a simple little prayer, in the only way they knew how to pray, they just asked, that God be with His family because they were hurting. Well, after the prayer, everybody's in tears. And the man looks at his wife and guess what he says to her? He says, I told you somebody was going to come. I told you somebody was going to come. We've been praying. We've been praying thinking the Lord didn't love us but He sent somebody just to remind us that He does love us. And so think about ways that you can share. Think about ways that you can love on others. Too many people make excuses, don't they? I bet you as Paul sharing with these folks here, they were making excuses. I can't do this and I can't do that. But can you make a, a loaf of bread? No. Can you make a cake? I mean, hey, not from scratch. I mean, you can bake it. I mean, you know, a mix. Can you go cut somebody's grass? I mean, can you go and, and, and just say, hey, uh, just want to pray for you. I just want to encourage you. Maybe you're somebody, an older person that just needs a house, a little dusting, a little cleaning. Uh, what can you do? Maybe you got to, a time to donate to others. We got a carrying box here at the church that uh, folks that maybe are struggling and just need a few canned goods is here. But maybe you'd like to come and donate things to put into that box. Maybe there's other programs that you can go and help. Maybe it's just a smile. I mean, we're walking around. I know I saw a guy today, the mask and the goggles. That's the first time I've seen the big old goggles, but he had everything covered. Long sleeves, I mean, shirt buttoned up and everything. But you know what? He still needed to smile. I mean, I know children may say, whoa, I'm getting away from that guy. But that person still needs to have a smile. Maybe not on him, but we can smile to encourage him. So can we make a difference? Can we serve others? 
If it is serving, let him serve. And so here's your assignment. Pray, read over the scripture again, study what God's word has to say, and then pray, Lord, open up my eyes to where you want me to go. Just like that young couple going to an apartment complex and knocking on that particular door, it was truly led by God. And I love to hear how you find out God's way for your life. You don't have to copy them. You don't have to bake the bread. But maybe to just go, maybe just children that show up at the, you know, the, the I call it icy truck that's going around some of the neighborhoods. How about buying a few ices for some of the children? Wouldn't that be great? Just find ways. Pray. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. God's grace, various forms, your assignment. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, open up our eyes, open up our hearts. Let your word become more real. As we see, it might be to help somebody load up the truck at Lowe's. It might be to, to offer a smile to someone as they're going down the aisle at Walmart. It might be to speak to that neighbor we haven't spoken to in a long time. But let us minister. Let us care. Let us touch lives like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Get into God's Word. It's there for a reason.